In the first reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah, we hear, The Lord God has given me a well-trained tongue that I might know how to speak to the weary, a word that will rouse them. Now, I don't pretend to either be uh, well-trained or eloquent in speech, but I am, as a priest and as a disciple of Jesus, called to follow God's promptings here, to speak to the weary a word that will rouse them. And to be honest, it is a seemingly insurmountable obstacle given everything that is going on in the world. How can I even pretend during Holy Week when the churches are shuttered, when in many places people can't even get to confession or get Holy Communion, a word that will rouse the people, when my own heart is broken, when my own sadness at times is seemingly overwhelming? Speak to the weary a word that will rouse them. But as sons and daughters of the word, when we immerse ourselves in Scripture, We recognize that even in this book from the prophet Isaiah and elsewhere within the Old Testament, we see that God speaks his word to his people most eloquently and most lovingly and most mercifully when they are at their absolute worst. God speaks his word to the Israelites through Moses when they are bound in slavery and when they are wandering in the desert, he makes covenant with them. In this book from the prophet Isaiah and elsewhere, like for instance from the prophet Daniel, we see how God speaks his word to the people when they have so rejected him that they have been conquered and sent into exile. God loves us so much that he speaks his actual word. He becomes one of us in the flesh in Jesus Christ and takes on all the depths of our human suffering in the cross. God himself goes to death, chooses death, chooses the cross, chooses to take up the cup of suffering for us. We can also feel in this time like Jesus, perhaps, abandoned in the gospel we just heard, right? In the the garden, all of the disciples abandoned him, and we might feel that our church has abandoned us, that our brothers and sisters have abandoned us, that we are alone. And we recognize in the scriptures that Jesus goes to the cross alone, but he is followed by some of his followers. We recognize that because he is both fully God and fully man, that he brings all of us with him to the cross. And therefore, he walks with each and every one of us to our cross right now. He makes sure that no matter what, no matter the isolation, we are never alone, that he is there with us, carrying our burdens, walking with us, so that in this moment of trial and difficulty, temptation and suffering, we might be redeemed. That the cross is the tool of everyone's redemption. Jesus himself bore the cross. We too must bear our cross in order to be saved. Because we recognize that it is only through the cross, both the cross of the Lord and our cross that he has given to us as a special blessing and gift, that we can go through Good Friday into the joy of the empty tomb on Easter Sunday. St. Francis de Sales has this to say about how our cross is a blessing. The everlasting God has in his wisdom foreseen from eternity the cross that he now presents to you as a gift from his inmost heart. This cross he now sends you he has considered with his all-knowing eyes, understood with his divine mind, tested with his wise justice, warmed with loving arms and weighed with his own hands, to see that it not be to see that it be not one inch too large and one ounce too heavy for you. 
He has blessed it with his holy name, anointed it with his consolation, taken one last, gla one last glance at you and your courage, and then sent it to you from heaven. A special greeting from God to you, an alms of the most of the all-merciful love of God. We recognize right now, during this week, we dare to call holy in the midst of this pandemic and suffering, in the midst of our churches being locked, that God has given us this cross to bring about our salvation, to bring about our redemption, to help us overcome the weight of sin and death in our own life so we might live in the glory of the resurrection as the beloved sons and daughters of God. As we walk into Holy Week, we recognize that we don't need to go far to find our cross. We don't need to, frankly, go anywhere, because we can't, to take up the cross. The cross is right there in our living room, in our hearts, in our social lives, perhaps even in our economic well-being. But the cross is there to be taken up, to be born so that we might be redeemed. And during this week, I have two things to kind of help remember and to recognize as we walk into Holy Week in these most unusual circumstances. The first is this, is to recognize that even Jesus himself did not go to the cross alone. He walked and took every one of us with him. We too bear this cross together. There is a special grace and a special love that we have for one another as members of the body of Christ, and we walk together so that we are united, if not physically here in the church, we are united in prayer, we are united in our penance, we are united in the love that comes from God the Father. Every day you are remembered in our prayers here at St. Paul's. Every moment that we are praying, we are praying for you. It's ironic to say that we may even be closer because we've stripped away so many of the things that keep us apart. Now, even though we're physically further apart, we're closer in heart because we're closer to the will of the Father. We're joined together on the cross. The second thing is this, is that by taking up our cross, we recognize the special call during Holy Week in particular to redemption, to conversion, and to turning away from our sins. Usually, this week, in fact, I was looking through my calendar, I was scheduled to hear confessions for about 18 hours this week, but because of the circumstances, that is not possible. But I encourage everyone to make an act of contrition, to ask the Lord for forgiveness, to resolve in your heart to make a sacramental confession after all of this is done, to return to the Lord with all of your heart. Maybe that is the cross you've been carrying for years or sins of which you have not repented, a weight too heavy to bear. Give that to the Lord and walk with him to the joy of Easter Sunday, one week from today. As St. Francis de Sales reminds us, there is a particular blessing and grace that comes from taking up this cross, from receiving it, with love, with trust, and with hope. There's a particular grace that comes through Good Friday on Easter Sunday. We walk together with Jesus. We walk together with each other, bearing our cross and bearing each other's crosses, knowing full well that the Lord who suffered and died for us did so so that he might help us overcome sin in our own life and death so that we might live with him in the fullness of his glory now and without veil in his glory forever in heaven. We thank him for his cross because it has redeemed the world. We ask him to walk with us, to help us to walk with each other 
to carry our crosses so that the cross, in particular in this really crazy time, might bear exceptional fruit, perseverance, love, and joy.